Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of the Blues Fan Forum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Steeb. Joining me this week for actually the second time, but it didn't record very well the first time, we got Zai. What's up, man? How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Uh, well, we had you on, was it two, three weeks ago? I think yeah. Is what it was? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Like the Wi-Fi cut out and then the recording didn't record. And then yeah. after that, we started playing well. So <laughs> got to be a little stitious when it comes to that kind of thing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I was going to have you come on the next week, but then you're like, hey, since we're planning it and we're playing well, should we just wait? And I was like, yeah, we should. <laughs> so, so it worked out. We I think that was when we were, I think that was when we dominated Colorado and dominated Tampa Bay, wasn't it? Right, yes. Yeah, and then immediately after we started losing again. <laughs> so it worked in a very short period of time, but yes. We finally got Zai back on. Hopefully you're actually listening to this. And if you are, that means the internet worked. And that means we were able to actually record this and post it on Wednesday. All right. Uh, Zai, to start off, why don't you go ahead? This is the Blues Fan Forum podcast. So I try to make sure that we have fans on the podcast and not anyone who works for the Blues in any sort of way. So why don't you share what you do for the day? Yeah, so I work at a tech company. We uh, prepare data sets, which is in no real way related to sports and definitely not the blues. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like, does it have anything numbers related? Uh, or... What I work on, not really. Not really, okay. Yeah, you can well, kind of think of it like CAPTCHA. <laughs> okay. You're, you're the one that's sending me those pictures of uh, what's uh, the, where it says like, Get six pictures that have a car in it or something. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> I prove I'm not I'm not a robot every single day I work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, the first thing I want to bring up is uh, I got to tell you, I was a game time decision for today, and I didn't even let you know this. But my, I, I don't even know, it kind of looks funny, but maybe it's just because it's me. The left side of my mouth is just in so much pain right oh now. no i don't know i had a root canal done i called the dentist today and the root like, apparently the root canal was like 10 years ago so apparently my root canal may have failed and now the that tooth is or whatever was left of that tooth is infected and so oh, no. the left side of my <laughs> mouth has been just inflamed and pissing me off and just hurting for since friday so and it was like the worst time to go out because i'm like nothing's open (laughs) like i can't call the dentist i can't go anywhere so i called the day uh and i got an appointment for this coming friday which means i'm going to somehow survive (laughs) another week (laughs) of just straight torture um and well i can't hear it in your voice are you doing pretty good so far I'm t- I put some numbing gel on it, so it kind of just feels weird. Like, <laughs> right <there. laughs> might drool a little bit, but that's all right. Right? I gotta say, if somebody ever tortured me, I feel like I'm big and bad. I'm strong. I could survive you punching me in the face, or I could survive like you breaking my arm or whatever. But if you somehow were able to like get me a toothache, I might give you any information that you want. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you can make both sides of my mouth just in pain, 
what what do you want? I'll tell you where the president lives. Like I'll okay, like, <laughs> whatever information you need. I uh, will negotiate with terrorists. Yes, yes, I'm willing to. <laughs> how much money you want? Like I don't have much, but I'll give it all to you. Just make my teeth stop hurting. <laughs> it's it's so bad. So we're pushing through this today. Uh, it's Monday. We're recording on Monday. The other thing I need to bring up is tomorrow is the first ever Blues Fan Forum watch party. I don't know if you've seen anything on Facebook. I don't know if I've sent it to you. So I usually don't use Facebook, so that's probably. Oh, okay. So that's probably why. So we're doing yeah. our, or I'm doing a watch party at a bar in Glen Carbon, Illinois. Um, hmm. So at this point, like I said, the watch party's on Tuesday. This will get released on Monday or on Wednesday. So it would have already happened, but I'm expecting like 30 ish people there uh, to fill this bar up and, and watch some blues hockey when we play Minnesota. So nice. Which bar is it? If you want to shout so, it out? Yeah, it's called the Sports Academy in Glen Carbon, Illinois. I don't know. If oh. you, it's actually an indoor soccer facility, uh, but they have a little nice. bar and grill on the side. Uh, and then I've, I've worked there. So I was like, hey, can I use my. <laughs> my friendship with you guys to run this and the guy's like yeah sure like wow that was a lot easier than i thought so <laughs> yeah i mean like if you were bringing in 30 people i'm sure they're ecstatic about it exactly and i told them i'm like i have no idea i mean i could put this out here and five people could show up i could put this thing out here and 60 would show up i have no idea um <laughs> but i will say and obviously this will have already gone down by the time this gets released so i got uh Three pretty cool attendance prizes. All you got to do is just show up to get those. So I got a uh, blues magnet schedule, like to hang on your fridge or whatever. Uh, I got two blues, like pints for, or glasses. Uh, and then the cool one is I got a David Perron signed puck Ooh. Uh, as an attendance prize. Like you don't even have to pay for that. <laughs> That's free. Oh, you just snap. gotta show up. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so we got those, and I do have to shout out Clayton and Paulina Wilkie. They're the ones that actually donated all of those things. Uh, so thank you to those guys, or guy and girl. I don't think Wilkie's been on the podcast. Paulina's been on. Wilkie came on during the... Uh... Oh, no, wait, I did have Wilkie on. I returned to his page. Episode 26, Wilkie was on. So they were both on. Uh, and then the other thing I'm doing is a raffle for blues tickets. So I got blues tickets to shoot. You know, if I was like prepared and stuff, I would have wrote this down already. Well, I guess it's kind of like after the fact, you <laughs> yeah, know, I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But blues tickets were raffling up. It's actually Jordan, Jordan Bennington bobblehead night. So they get they can win the tickets. And if they get there in the first 12,000 people, they get those. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully now that I just said all that, that it all goes just swimmingly tomorrow. And it's great. <laughs> fingers crossed so, for you thank you all right uh let's get into hockey let's go let's go hockey. let's do it well, let's get this stuff so we're gonna start with our our recap wednesday november 22nd we played at arizona uh 6-5 win we actually had six goals from six different players shen hayes torchenko thomas letty and pareko uh, and we played with two goaltenders. So did you happen to catch that game? Uh, I didn't, actually. I was I was cooking a bunch of Thanksgiving food that day. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, we were just watching whatever my girlfriend wanted to watch while we were cooking. So. <laughs> okay, and what was that? What'd she turn on? Uh, we've been... Oh, man. How, she's been going through the crown 
uh, and also Demon Slayer. So. Demon, Demon Slayer yeah. is anime, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My kids, my students talk about that, and I, I've never watched that, but Dragon Ball Z, I know that's <laughs> like that's like Americanized anime, but <laughs> yeah. watch that. All right. So interesting fact that I found from the 6-5 Arizona game is first off, nobody played defense. I mean, 11, 11 or yeah, 11 goals when the over under was probably six and a half. Uh, both goalies got pulled, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I saw that in the box score and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So I think I want to say their goalie got pulled first uh, and then not 10 minutes later. Bennington got pulled. <laughs> it's like, whoa, we're going to go with two backup goalies, uh, which worked out in our favor because when Hofer went in, he stopped 12 of 12 shots and didn't give up a goal. So it worked out. Living up to his name, future Hall of Famer. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's another offer for Hofer, kind of. It's not a whole <laughs> game, but <laughs> it's a half half a game. He played 32 minutes, so he should he gets the win for that. All right, next game was we should probably just brush over this one real quick. Friday, oh, yeah. November 24th versus Nashville. We got smacked three to yeah. eight. Uh, Thomas Neighbors and Buchnevich score their goals, if anyone cares. Uh, Hofer played so well in his relief against Arizona that we decided to start him against Nashville. And instead, he decided, you know what? I played 32 minutes the other night, so I'm only going to play 22 tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> he gave up 11 or. Four goals on 15 shots, and then we threw Benner in, and Benner gave up four more goals on 20 shots. <laughs> she got it big it's mostly on the defense at that point. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's what I was going to bring up. I mean, that's two games in a row that we had to give up, or we had to pull our goalie. And it's not necessarily that's Benner's fault in Arizona, or that's Hofer's fault in at home against Nashville. Like, sometimes they just pull the goalie to, like rejuvenate the team somehow or like hey you're playing like crap let's just change the goalie or whatever right so i don't but as far as going two games in a row of pulling the goalie have you ever seen that or heard of that happening Uh, not to the blues man uh it's probably the first time in a while that i've seen just just blown out twice back to back with both goalies not doing well yeah uh was Perunovic in that game? He was in both of those, and then they put Tucker in, right? Yes. So Perunovic was in Friday, uh, and then the next game, Sunday, which is, like I said, we're recording Monday. So yesterday for us, the 26th, uh, we played at Chicago in 1-4-2, and that was the first game Perunovic was out. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm pinning that on, on Perunovic, but it seems like they, they wanted to get a little heavier, a little meaner, just mm-hmm. on the, at least in the D zone. Right. <clears throat> and the the thing is, is I thought Perunovic had finally like solidified. I mean, I think he got put in a couple weeks ago and then he's just been that third line. He's been on the third line since then. This is the first game. Well, Sunday was the first game now that they had him sit. And I think it was Rutherford that tweeted or maybe it was somebody on Facebook that I saw that said Perunovic has one bad game on Friday and they take him out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I know it's just like he seems like a kid that really just needs to get those reps and get that confidence up because I even if with all those games that he did play in a row like I think he only had like three shots on goal mm-hmm. <laughs> like I wish he would have a little bit more confidence with that puck to just put it towards the net I mean right. he's a great passer 
but I'd love to see what kind of shot he has. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even just, just pass it to the net from the point and guess if you can get it through, we'll get a deflection or something. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, so Friday or Sunday, we talked about the final score, but the goals, Neighbors gets two, Hayes gets one, Buchnevich gets one, Binner back in form, stops 32 of 34 shots. Uh, I think the big takeaway from this game is Jake Neighbors moves up to the first line and yeah. scores two goals. I did not think I was going to see him on the on the first line this season, but man, it looked good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. And even on Buchnevich's goal, I, like, I watched the game. Did you happen to watch that? Did you get? I watched that? half the game. Okay. So. <laughs> that's, that's your thing for those years. Half the game. <laughs> I guess so like I only remember that there's a game on when it's already halfway through the second. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm trying to think of when Buchnevich's goal was. It was a power play goal, uh, and I it was just a, uh, like a tap in. Like a, uh, just Thomas played an awesome pass right to Buchnevich. Uh, and he tapped it in, but it was all because neighbors was down low and neighbors like went outside. So just like a little move to the outside, drew the defender just a little bit. And Thomas just, I mean, it was, I could have scored it. Like it was so <laughs> wide open, just backdoor one touched it. And it was, it was a fantastic pass by Thomas, but just since we're kind of talking neighbors, like two goals plus an invisible assist on that one. Uh, he played well, like, yeah, it's 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 nice to see someone who's going to like kind of get into it on that line who's going to muck it up and just drive the net, but also just be kind of like a a trigger on that line cuz both of the both Buchnevich and Thomas really would rather pass the puck mm-hmm. and then getting it over to a lefty on that right side who can just sling that puck in <laughs> is working out at least for one game. Right, it worked. I think that's at least for one game that's the biggest issue is playing top line minutes in one game is easy. Well, not easy, but easy for easy for a professional hockey player playing it over 10 games is, is yeah, hard. Consist- consistency <laughs> is definitely what <laughs> separates like the good players from the elite players. Yeah. So, so we'll see, man. Like I'm excited to see if he sticks there or if this is just kind of like an experiment for a few games and they just go back to something else. But I, so far I want to keep him there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just, I mean, obviously, if he's producing, if he's going to continue, even, not even scoring two goals a game, but if he's getting a goal every third game or whatever and getting assists and just getting in there, they're probably going to keep him up. Even if he's just not turning the puck over on that line, I think he's... <laughs> yeah, right. Just, just if, <laughs> if you can just get it and pass to Thomas every time like you're in. <laughs> right. And dude, Thomas. Thomas is so good this season. Uh, like He's like over a point a game right now and... 22 Ooh. points in 20 games so far. Which is so exciting to see. Like, when's the last time we've had a Blues player that actually got to 80 points? <laughs> I want to say, I think we had some point-per-game players either last... We might have had one last year. Um, but it was like they only played 70-something games. So they didn't get old, They didn't right. get to 80 points. They got like <laughs> 77 in 77. So they got the right. point-per-game, but yeah, they didn't get over 80. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that would be it's crazy. i want to say it's crazy because like thomas is on pace for like a little over 30 goals or something and like who saw that coming right. i mean i guess i i should have because he has a pretty good shot 
He just didn't want to shoot it. Right. And now he's doing it finally. <laughs> Which is yeah. phenomenal. Eight goals so far. Him and Bucinavich have eight goals to, to start the season. So, yeah. And then pretty... Neighbors is at seven now, right? Uh, I should, probably should have wrote that down. <laughs> uh, it's on my computer. It's on my laptop. It's I was like, I'll look it up because I, I have. I'm, like, I'm pretty done sure. Here. He's he's up there. Uh, whatever it is, is he either actually? I think the second one on Sunday probably got him to seven, and last year he had six. So in forty yeah. forty something games oh, yeah. last year, he had six. And then yeah, yeah, I remember the <laughs> announcer saying that he had just set a career high. I'm yep. like seven goals, really. <laughs> <laughs> but now it makes sense. So this is this is actually hilarious because I have like things about Thomas to talk about right here on my paper. And then I have things about Peru or to neighbors to talk about right here on this paper. And we did not like prep this, but like <laughs> we're hitting the things I, I wrote down already. So we're, we're killing it. <laughs> right. Uh, I had one more thing that I was going to share about that. And it's gone. It's gone. And now I'm hitting stuff. It's gone from my head. So we'll move on and maybe it'll come back. Um, so we're recording again on Monday. Tomorrow, the Blues Watch Party is at Minnesota. So let's kind of prep the Minnesota game. Uh, yeah, what's so your Minis- opinions on that coming up? Minnesota is finally the team that I thought they were going to be last year. <laughs> like, they have, what, like 20 mil in dead cap? Like I think it's 14. I was watching the Minnesota game yesterday, and I think it's okay. 14 or 12. One of the, either way, it's a crap ton. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> lot of money. That's at least like two or three players, you know? Right. So uh, I think like last year, they only had as much success as they did because they had rookies that could come in and just be the skill guy and give them that little bit of extra offense. Plus they had more of a decor last year. And then this year, I think there's more of a playbook on them. <laughs> right. And they, don't, they just don't have that kind of depth to be like a real playoff team. Not that they don't have like crazy talented players, but they just don't have that depth. Yeah, I don't know why you think as a general manager that cutting two people in Suter and Parise, even if they are old and they're not, they weren't worth, they weren't going to play and be worth the contracts that they had. Like, I understand that. But now to pay or to have 12 or 14 million, whatever it is on your cap for this year, and the announcer said next year. Like you can't build a team when you have twelve million dollars that every other team can spend. Like it's not. I don't know how they thought that they were going to be successful, or maybe they didn't. Maybe they knew they were going to just tank for two or three years and then come back. The real magic out of that situation is how did they get Kaprizov to resign with like with him knowing that? I mean, obviously his agent would have known that and relayed it to yeah. him. Uh, but I think it was more to do with like the culture in the room rather than their play on the ice necessarily. I mean, they both have really long contracts. They had like what those like 10 or 11 year contracts before the CBA. Uh Uh-huh. So they still have a lot of, a lot of term. Well, Suter's still playing. Isn't he in Dallas? Yes. All right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Parise, I think went to the Islanders, but I, I think, but I don't know if that's still a thing or not. I don't know if he's still there. I have no idea. I don't know if he's playing anywhere, to be honest. I don't think I feel like he played with the Islanders last year and then that was it. But I could be completely wrong. 
Oh, he he definitely did. I'm just okay. like, yeah. where is he playing this year? If you, I don't know if he like retired or if he's unofficially retired. Right. Uh, I'm gonna continue with the timing, and everything is just rolling perfect right now. <laughs> so I want to. It is 4:38 right now as we are recording, and at 4:33, Michael Russo tweeted and said the Minnesota Wild have fired their head coach and assistant coach. <laughs> like right when we started talking about it, is when <laughs> it, the news broke. So. <laughs> I mean, we should just say we already knew that that was coming. Yeah, we, we saw know. it coming. We so we probably we should have tweeted it. We should have broke the news. <laughs> Shoot, like, do they even? So they fired their head coach and the do they have an interim? And the they, assistant. That tweet from Russo did not say anything specifically about who it was, and thankfully, uh, Jeremy Rutherford retweeted it, so that's why I got the notification. Gotcha. But, uh, so the whole purpose of this, welcome to Minnesota, Mike, Mr. Babcock, because that's a joke. I don't think he's actually going to get hired. <laughs> so, yeah, the point of we were kind of talking about this was because on Tuesday, the Blues play, um, and I was, like, getting excited. So I picked for the watch party this Tuesday game just because Minnesota, uh, you know, division matchup. Uh, it's also an away game, so I knew more people could make it. Uh, it was a Tuesday, which the bar told me I had to do a Tuesday or Wednesday because they need more people in that. So I understand that. Uh, but now I feel like it's all lining up for just a really good like game, a really good night. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be deceptively like Minnesota might be deceptively good just for like, maybe a little kick in the pants uh-huh. for, that, the, for that game, especially with a new coach like now. Right. So maybe that maybe that's not good, but they've been just losing, losing, losing. Uh, and then we're we beat Chicago. <laughs> just like <laughs> I mean, take that all you want, but we won our last game. <laughs> yeah, wish they could have won against the Sharks, but I'll take the Chicago win. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Hopefully, you know, Minnesota's trending down. We're trending somewhere in the middle, which I think is where we'll end. Depends up. on the week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> depends on what hour it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So hopefully we get another win tomorrow or, you know, if you're listening on Wednesday, then yesterday <laughs> uh, against Minnesota. But yeah, I don't know how I actually had Minnesota like in my preseason rankings. Like I thought they were going to end up with a wild card spot. So I thought it was like us or not us, Colorado, Dallas. And actually, I think I had Minnesota in one of those spots, like the third, third spot in the central. Gotcha. Yeah. Both last season and this season, I was thinking they were not going to make the playoffs. But I was proven wrong last season. We'll see how they do with the new head coach. But I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they just get an interim guy or if they already know somebody who was coming in. Uh, Kind of brings me to something for coaching in the NHL. Uh, Have you ever noticed that it's like, a revolving door. Oh, it's of course. The same coaches. Like if this coach can't do it here, they can't do it here and can't do it here. Why do they think, Oh, well, let's bring this guy in here. He's got experience. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that old boys club. You see it the same thing with all the, the front office jobs too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how Mike Yo keeps getting jobs. <laughs> I don't is know. Is he still coaching? Or I, don't I think he's know. an assistant coach now. Okay. Yeah. But still, 
like after the Blues fired him, I thought that he would have been done head coaching, but I think he think he got another job after that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why like all, all these old guys. Like who was Vegas was I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. They fired like an experienced guy that they had because another experienced guy somewhere else got let go. And they're like, we want that guy in here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? Like, you already have an old guy. Why do you need a different old guy? <laughs> he has a slightly better record. That's yeah. why. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's won. He's won one playoff series or this guy's only hasn't won any. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I actually do appreciate that the Blues seem to, once they find a guy, they kind of stick with them. Like, Barube is in his fifth year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something. I don't know if he's in his fifth year, but that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess 2019 was his first year, so that math checks out. It's almost 2024. It's close enough. Yeah, it's close <laughs> enough. Yeah. We'll round out for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, they. I mean, between him and uh, Ken Hitchcock have kind of been the two big coaches since I've really started following. So, and then we had that Mike Yo incident in <laughs> in the middle of that. <laughs> I don't that know. weird experiment where no no other organization has done that, where they like have their head coach training the next head coach, right? Like very publicly. So it was a weird situation, right? Like you just knew Yo was going to take over at some point, and yeah. It was, awkward transition and so hitchcock just got inducted into the hockey hall of fame uh, i want to say last week i think and rutherford had an article about his relationship with barube and that i didn't realize this so hitchcock is still like a coaching consultant or something for the blues i don't know if he's t- technically hmm. on the payroll uh but like barube talks to him all the time like about the team and about the players and had about this stuff, which is kind of crazy that Hitchcock like, retired or quit. Like that definitely ago. makes, <laughs> it definitely makes sense. Like Hitchcock and Doug Armstrong go way back. Like they were together when they won with Dallas. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. And like Barube makes sense in that uh, he's a similar coach to how Ken Hitchcock is in, in the style of play he wants his team to play. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite as heavy as Hitchcock, but definitely like that tenacity in the forecheck yep. is what he preaches. More of a old school, <laughs> get get the puck deep, you know. Yeah, stab, straight death, lines. Yeah, death by a thousand cuts kind of thing is the, the one I always say, which I, I don't think is a very, like a hockey term, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what they said in the 2019. And it's like, that's like why we beat San Jose that year. It's uh, just because we like killed him. Like in, in that final game. Uh, no, like every series, it seemed like once you got to game like five or six, like the other team was just beaten down. Yeah. They couldn't keep up anymore. Oops, sorry, that's my dog. Yeah. Dude, what are we going to do about this power play? Like, I know they just scored, but it's been. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That power play, that, that goal, like we talked about against Chicago, was really nice. But I think we're just going to have to accept the fact that this is the worst power play in the league, and it's just going to continue to be that way. Do we know which? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know, yeah. Right? Do we know which assistant coach is managing that? Is that uh, the young Babcock? We I talked about it last week with... Um, 
with Mike. So his teach me how to Doug question was a review of the coaching staff. So if he was Doug Armstrong, what would it be? And my assumption was that it's uh, Steve Ott. So I could, oh, I tried yeah. researching it. I tried finding it. I couldn't find anything. Um, I don't think it's Mike Babcock just because he's not on the bench during games. Oh, really? So I would oh, assume. Oh, about... Okay. Yeah, he's like, I don't even think he's technically an assistant coach. I think he's a skills coach, which I don't know what the difference is. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, Steve Ott and Mike Weber are the two on the bench during games. And I, with Mike Weber being the defense guy, I just assumed that he was running the penalty kill, which would leave. No, that makes sense. Ott with that. So we kind of talked about that last <clears throat> week was with the power play being so bad. Like, is Steve Ott on the chopping block somewhere? Like, it was really good for a while, and I think it had absolutely nothing to do with Steve Ott. I think that was pretty much just, like, this group of players really knew each other, like Petrangelo and Perron. Uh, Perron especially. Perron was a big one, yeah. I actually did, like, like, years ago, I was doing, like, a data science project where I was looking at, like, power play points and, like, which players on the Blues were scoring, mo- like, the majority of their points on the power play, and it was, like, Perron's name was number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that dude was textbook power play specialist. Yep. Uh, he actually got, so, in the Minnesota game I was watching yesterday, they played Detroit, uh, and Perron got the first goal, which was his 299th goal, and then I'm like shit should i bet on him to score again (laughs) like 300th goal two goal game like it's always it always happens like that right well i didn't and then i turned the game off and then he did he scored again so 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 peron got his 300th goal uh which is crazy because i have zero in the nhl i don't know (laughs) do you have any that's crazy me too well (laughs) okay so we're we're tied but peron's got 300 (laughs) it's just a little bit better than us yeah um so yeah congrats to him but yeah he is that that power play guy left side and i just feel like like we all want jordan Cairo to turn into that guy and it's not i see him shoot a lot but it just seems like he never hits the net <laughs> yeah and when he does it's like right in the middle of the goalie's chest <laughs> right i i don't know what's I, he's I look at him in a lot of ways, like the same way that I look at um, Chris Stewart's production, where he would just get really hot for a few games Mm -hmm. and then just be invisible or like a net negative for the rest of the time. Right. But that being said, he did get off to a really slow start last season and then he turned it on and then turned into an all star. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think if like you took like you took away this first twenty games last season, his production was like well over a point a game. Okay, like he has that ability, but I think he's just a total head case. We just gotta wait for it. Well, that actually reminded me. So earlier I said I forgot what I wanted to say about like right during the Chicago game, and now I remembered it. And now my dog is barking, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's looking at. Uh. I was going to we were talking about neighbors and how he's on the first line. And I was saying if neighbors doesn't like start produce or continue to produce points and maybe he goes back to comes back down to earth, maybe they'll take Kairou out of timeout in the third line and, and bump him back up. So assuming right. he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, yeah. And like. 
Kyra doesn't really look all that different from from past seasons. I just really think it's it's kind of an unlucky situation for him right now. I don't I don't really know what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. I just I haven't beginning of the year he was getting all those breakaways or all those those fast chances and and couldn't finish them, which is yeah it's I mean it's not easy to do, but would have liked to see more one. of those. Yeah, would have liked to see more of those go in. <laughs> I haven't seen that as much lately. Like I don't know if he had one yesterday against Chicago. I don't know. I don't remember seeing one. I, in fact, I don't know if I really remember Kyra being on the ice when I was watching. Right. Like Which is not a good thing. Yeah. So he's got to he's got to pick it up and then and then we'll be set. I'm wondering if it's just the uh I'm wondering if it's just maybe like he had uh some help getting kind of covered uh, in, in past seasons where like the Blues depth was a little bit better and the defensive coverage on him wasn't as substantial. Mm-hmm. And that allowed him to kind of be the player that we want him to be. But so he was he was able to be more free, kind of hidden, like a right, like a number two receiver where they got the best guy on the the number yeah, one. Yeah, he's in. The, I think he's in that weird spot where he would be an awesome, awesome second line center if there were guys in front of him. But uh-huh. like on the first line, he's just gonna struggle. Yep. yep. All right. Well, we kind of already covered this a little bit uh but i wanted to talk of what just kind of our team leaders like who's who's leading in stats so far for this year uh and you'll find it's a very reoccurring theme so we talked about thomas right now is leading or thomas and buchnevich both have eight goals so they're leading the team in goals uh and they're actually tied for 45th in the league so top 50 in the league for goal scorers like you see a 45th and you're like, oh, that's not very good. But top 50 in a league that's got lots of players, uh, I feel like isn't terrible. No, like, we're like, what, a quarter of the way times that by four? They get both on pace for like 32 goals. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd, you have two 30 goal scorers, then I'm happy. <laughs> I, will, I will take that. All right. Assist. Thomas is also leading our team with 14 assists, and that has him tied 25th in the league for assists, uh, which is pretty solid. And then because he's leading in goals and leading in points, he's also, or leading in assists, he's also leading in points with 22, which again has him tied for 24th in the league. So if we can keep Thomas in that top 25 range when it comes to points, uh, I don't even care how he's getting them. If he's getting them with goals or assists, we're scoring. So. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I love it. <laughs> I love watching him play. Uh, he seems like the most talented one seed that we've had, like offensively. Uh huh. Yeah, I, when we've been looking for that, I feel like, like when was the last? I mean, Stasny, I think was supposed to be one. Bacchus was supposed to be one. It's like I don't know who our last like Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or even like all the way back to Oates, like Hall and Oates. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tershrod was really good too. He just got inducted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, it seems like the Blues one seas of the past have always been really good at one thing, and then scoring was kind of the secondary aspect. Like Bacchus, it was like all about the hits, the being angry, uh-huh. <laughs> the the leadership or whatever. And then O'Reilly was more the defensive two way guy. Yeah, but it seems like Thomas his his primary thing is he's going to score. 
or get other guys to score. Yeah, and we got to work on his defense, which he, he's been working on his faceoff. So it's like his faceoff percentage has gone up every year. So, right. So good stuff. Uh, Bennington had some rough games recently, but then came back against Chicago and did well. So his uh, save percentage right now is a point nine oh nine. Uh, I've always said I want to like to see it in that nine or that point nine two area in order to say like we're doing well. Uh, so he's a little below that. Uh, goals against is a two point eight nine, uh, which is again you probably want to see that lower. Uh, but I went through with the other goalies in the league that have played at least ten games. Where Bennington's at fifteen right now, uh, and he's fifteenth in the league in goalie. So right middle range which is it like exciting but a lot of people had him at like 30 at the beginning of the year yeah i think every, i think every blues fan knew that he is he shouldn't be thought of as like the 30th best, best goalie right it's really that we had like maybe 30th best defense yeah. <laughs> at least last <laughs> season <laughs> like as long as the defense is somewhat competent his numbers will be fine mm-hmm. like he's he's a fine goalie and I don't think you really, really need like a super elite goalie until playoffs come. And that's kind of where he shines yes. outside of the bubble. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Hofer is at a 0.905 save percentage and a 303 goals against, but he's only played in eight games. So I didn't really go through and count all the people who've played eight games or less because it would have been. It would have been higher. There's a lot of guys at the top of the list that have only played like one game or three games. And it's like, well, they had three really good games. So their safe percentage is really high. So. All right. Well, I guess we just got to keep this team moving in, you know, the same straight line trajectory of right down the middle as we can. Uh, Yeah. I mean, man, I wish they could get maybe like a change up the forward cord just a little bit to get another guy that's just aggressive, tenacious, not necessarily big, but just ha- it kind of fits that four-checking scheme that Baruby wants to employ. Mm-hmm. Like, we used to have Schwartz and Perron who are just curtailed for that. <laughs> They're not big guys, but they'll hound the puck. Right. Whereas now it's just it doesn't seem like we quite have that, but it does seem like the fourth line is kind of dragging the rest of the team into that mindset. Yeah, Jamie Rivers calls the fourth line the identity line. That's yeah. Nice. You need that. They're the way you want to play, which is weird because it's like if the fourth liners can do it, these are the guys that are less skilled, quote unquote. Why can't the skilled guys do it? And honestly, Jake Neighbor's second goal last last night uh, was a, a puck deep. Uh, br- uh, br- br- Buchnevich. I was like Mitch mixing Perunovich and Buchnevich in my head. It was just I could not say that. Buchnevich is yeah, right. <laughs> Buchnevich is the one that got in on the forecheck, stole the puck, and then pulled it up to center. Like that's how Barube wants us to score goals. That was so such a pretty goal. I love that. <laughs> I don't. How did it get deep? I don't even. Did Thomas dump it? Maybe. Because on their line, I don't know. Somebody just. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was someone rimmed it around, and the defenseman just like bobbled the puck as it was coming uh-huh. around, and then Buchnevich was on it. Yep. 
How do you feel about Verana? He's hard to say because I well, kind of like Cairo uh, on against Chicago. I don't feel like I noticed Verana out there. Like, I don't. Know. I noticed him one time yesterday. It was when he had that breakaway <laughs> that he missed. That he missed, <laughs> and he was like, was... he was like way open, wasn't he? It was free and clear. Okay, yeah. I mean, he had someone kind of a few feet behind him, so he couldn't get too crazy with what he was going to do. But come on, man! Don't. I mean, I was hoping he would not go five hole, but then he tried. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think he ran. I'm trying to recall it. I think he ran out of time, or he he ran out of speed. Didn't he slow down? I think he had to slow down, so he he didn't have like speed in order to get side to side. Uh, which is maybe why he had to go five hole. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm I'm recalling it now because Shen like dove at the blue line to like poke the puck to him, right? Right. That yeah. One was okay. Yeah. So yeah, I do have to say, uh, I did really good job betting yesterday. Somehow that <laughs> it, it never happens. Uh, but I had the Blues minus one and a half, so that obviously hit. But then I also had the Blues over five and a half. Or not the blues, but the total for the game. And it was four to one. And I'm like, I almost took the under five and a half. I'm like, this would have been good. But I took over. And then Chicago scores with like 30 seconds left <laughs> to make it four to two. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, <"Yeah>, Chicago. <laughs> so <laughs> it worked out really good. Sorry. Sorry, Bennington save percentage and goals against average. But it made ah, whatever he's still above 9 30 for the game <laughs> yeah he's fine it made me like 20 bucks so add on i also picked all of i think it was all the games all the games winners last yesterday last last yesterday so i had nice. red wings blues hurricanes predators oilers so I got all I had all of them in a parlay, but I'm too scared, so I only put five dollars on it. <laughs> but five dollars <laughs> won me sixty, so I'll, like, I'll take it. Hey, yeah. Heck yeah! Right. <laughs> so that was exciting. All right, I feel like we've talked about this quite a bit already, but I'm going to bring it up because this is what I wrote down for the teach me how to Doug section. So you get to act like you're Doug Armstrong here, uh, and I guess there's really not a decision you have to make, but with neighbors playing so well, and it's not just how he played against Chicago, but he had a game. He had a goal against Nashville, uh, even though we got our butts kicked and he had more goals. He had a goal against Anaheim. He had a goal against the Kings. So he's playing well, whether on lots of minutes when he's on the first line or not as many minutes. If you're Doug Armstrong, how excited are you that he's playing so well? Uh, And with his contract up in two years, at what point do you think we start saying, okay, we got to get this guy re-signed before he hits free agency? I think we're thinking that as soon as the season ends. Like right now we were just kind of, it just kind of starting to think about it, but you got to see how the rest of the season plays out because he's still a young kid. He hasn't proven anything Mm -hmm. yet, but I know that they've been excited about him for a long time because he is, he is like a blues identity player. He's exactly how they want them to play. He's big, he's physical, he scores. Right. <laughs> Thank that. Uh, so I looked it up. Of players in the NHL that are under 22, because he's like 21 in 200 days or something like that. Uh, 
he's tied with uh, tied for 16th in points and i honestly thought that would be higher so there are fif- 15 people better than him when it comes to points now some of them are like logan cooley and connor bedard and some of these guys that you know are number one number two number three overall picks so uh, i'm i'm happy i think with tied for 16th just because of the he's not getting first line minutes like Connor Bedard is or like Logan Cooley or some of these other guys now he is but <laughs> right. I think he was one of those players that was like high floor low ceiling mm-hmm. low risk I guess someone that they knew was going to play NHL games just wasn't sure all right uh, so low floor but that's kind of what yeah that's kind of like what the Blues like to draft I mean that was kind of the same thought process when they drafted Robert Thomas was that he's got a high floor. Uh-huh. Let's just see how well we can develop him. And the Blues don't rush players all that often, but it, it is exciting to see them getting these younger players in there and them actually doing well. All right, I will. I think take there's it. so many young players that I might even think that they're going to trade one of their prospects to try to get some immediate help to get someone instead of keeping an 18 year old and you think try to get in that 24 25 26 age range to to mix yeah so like i would say like man we should look into training verana but like because we're he hasn't really performed that well you're kind of selling low on him yeah which i don't think is great but we also didn't give up that much (laughs) to get him well i think a seventh round pick (laughs) yeah so But, but we have like a bunch of good like if you're looking at someone like Bull Duke, who's kind of like redundant with guys like Snuggerud and Dvorsky coming up, maybe you look at trading him to get someone who's more of a two-way player, mm-hmm. who's maybe a little bit more established. I wonder if... Well, so Toronto's in their cap crunch that they're always in, and Nylander's mm-hmm. a free agent this year. And I don't yes. think, I mean, they could, they could pay him the $11 million that they're going to need to pay him. Uh, but then it's like, what are you going to pay? <laughs> what money are you going to pay the rest of your people? Like, hey, here's $50 for playing the game. Thanks, man. You're a fourth liner. Right. Uh, and Beach Navich is going to need a new contract pretty soon. Yeah. I want to say next year, he's good. Next year's his last year. Uh, and he's probably going to be pushing $9 million, $8 million. Uh, maybe even 10. I don't know what the, with the cap going up, he might end up getting more than Thomas and Cairo did. Right. Probably just shorter term deal, but more cash. Yeah. So, but maybe you get one of those older guys or those young guys, like you said, old Duke and send them to Toronto. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they'd even do that. They probably wouldn't do that till the off season, but then you can get them for right. even cheaper. Uh, right. I think they're they're looking for they're, the Blues are going to need some cap relief to to make a, a sizable move. And I think that's really what the this upcoming summer is going to be all about it, with some of the contracts coming off and the cap going up. It's going to be really exciting. I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward uh-huh. to it actually. I I bet there's a lot of movement just trade related and cap related because with the cap going up not only are the good teams able to re-sign and sign like new superstars to come to their teams, but the crappy teams can take advantage of that by, you know, taking their cap space. Be like, hey, I got an extra $7 million in cap space. Sure, 
I'll take Krug, who obviously won't accept a trade to a crappy team, but I'll take Krug and just give me a second round pick as well. Like there's going to be teams that are that are going to do that. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of exciting moves this summer. Let's just fast forward. We're not going to win the cup this year, so let's just get to the. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, never say never. If they can just make it into the playoffs, there's always a shot. <laughs> That's true. Anything anything can happen, and you know we saw this team play like garbage for half a year, and then not play like garbage for the second half of the year, and it worked. So. Actually, I think it was Mike last week when we were texting about like getting ready. Uh, we were talking about how bad we were playing. And I think he said, it's just we're doing this on purpose. He's like, we're just trying to <laughs> lull everyone to sleep. So that way, uh, come like close to playoff time, we can uh, establish our new defense that no one's going to know how to defend or no one's going to know how to score on. And then we'll just make a run to the cup. And I'm like, oh, so long con. I like it. <laughs> yeah you gotta lull the opposition into <laughs> yeah so that's the plan that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah textbook blues right all right let's uh i think we've covered a lot for blues hockey let's do some 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 fun games here at the end let's do some some whose line is it anyway all right I love this game so i i didn't remember how well you did last time. And I breast like probably could have looked it up, but I don't write it down whether you get it right or wrong. So I don't know if I made these easy. I don't know if I made them hard. We'll we'll see. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the the forwards and you gotta tell me what team you think they're on and then we'll see if we can figure out what line they're on. All right. All right. So first one, left winger Evan Rodriguez, center Alexander Barkov. And right winger Sam oh. Reinhardt. Oh yeah, first line of Florida Panthers. That is the first line <laughs> of the Florida Panthers. I figured Barkoff would give that away. I was just surprised that Evan Rodriguez was on the first line. Yeah, I I, I was like so. <laughs> so, but whatever. I mean, if it works for him, right? Well, I want to say he played for Colorado last year. And, I think he's bounced around a little bit, but yeah, he. I think he did. Okay. We were, I was watching a game, and I just remember they kept saying this guy's name, and I'm like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was everywhere, though. Yeah. He's got a motor on him, for sure. All right. All right. One for one. Number two, left winger Alex Killorn, center Adam Henrique, and right winger Troy Terry. Oh, uh, that's got to be the Anaheim Ducks second line. It is not their second line. Oh, is that? That can't be their first line. It is their first line. Now I will <laughs> say Zegris is hurt. If that's who you're like looking for, gotcha. That... Well, I, I was thinking more like McTavish since he's leading their team. Oh yeah, like in points. But he's a rookie, isn't he? Yeah. So maybe they got him. They got him lower. Now these are like most recent lines, so it could be that McTavish got moved down for a game because he needed some extra time. I don't know. Load management, gotcha. like it's the NBA. Dude, how old is how old is Henrique now? I feel like he's been in the league forever. I feel like I have no idea. Has he always played for the Ducks? Or not always, probably, but for at least for a I while. He, for the past while, yeah. yeah. I think he, before that he was with New Jersey. Okay. I'm remembering that right. I think he is like old enough to be playing with Eliash. <laughs> no jokes. All right, this next one. Is not a first line, so it might be a little harder. 
Hopefully. Right. hopefully. Left winger, former St. Louis Blue, Dakota Joshua. Vancouver. <laughs> Center, Teddy Bluger and Connie Gar- Connor Garland. That was kind of the main thing yeah. was, did you know where Dakota Joshua went? <laughs> and you did. Yeah, Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver third line, right? That is Vancouver's third line. Yes. Damn, I made these <laughs> way too easy on you. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, I... I Assumed you would get Florida with Barkov. I thought, like, the I didn't think Kilhorn, Henrique, and Terry sounded like a first line. So that's why I was like, I bet I can get. Yeah, can it get definitely to doesn't. Yeah. And then the third one was, do you know where Dakota Joshua went? And sure shit, you did. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping the Blues make a push for Garland. I know he's a small player, but I love that player so much. Mm-hmm. He's another one of those Schwartzy type players who's just dog, like, uh, just uh tenacious he kind of getting the puck kicked our butts when we were when he was in arizona didn't he, didn't he that's what that's what made me like him so much <laughs> right. i mean like not like him but <laughs> once we weren't playing it anymore i was like now nah, i'm kind of a fan of this guy right. all right um i was gonna bring up so for the watch party tomorrow i have two new like little mini games that i'm doing i want you to just get your opinion on them so I'm going to do these at intermission because I just thought they would be fun. So I have a piece of paper that has the starting lineup for all 32 teams. Uh, so like there are three forwards, there are two defensemen and their and their goalies. And on their jerseys, it lists uh, their jersey numbers. So like ours would say like 89, 18, 43. So what neighbors this? I get that right? Ooh, I, I think so. <laughs> or either, yeah. And then, oh. yeah. And then I think it said like 4, 55, 30. And so I have that for all the whole team or all 32 teams. And then so I'm going to give people a paper that has eight numbers on it. And they have to go do like team number four. And they got to try to guess what team that is based on starting jersey numbers oh i see so do you think that's going to be hard or do you think that's going to be easy or somewhere uh, in between it, i think it would be hard but i would also love to play it uh, <laughs> so, like, i did you know i tried to make it a little easier so for each one one player has the initials okay so i tried to do like the second most noticeable player as the initials. I did not do the first. I tried to do like the second or third most noticeable player as the person with the initials. So ours mm-hmm. was probably like, I don't know. I might've done Pareko. Like on 55, it said CP. So it's like, okay, well, 55 is Colton Pareko. So that means this is the blues. And you kind of narrow it down from there. Actually, let's, I think I can pull it up really here and, and share this to you just because it'll be fun. I'll give you a, yes. I'll give you a shot. Which one is this? I was kind of hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see. Share screen. This page. All right, you can see that, right? <laughs> Do you, I can zoom it in. Do you I want know. me to zoom it in? Yeah, zooming out. I'm on a tiny screen. There we go. All right, where'd one go? Oh, let me zoom out a little bit more. Man, this would be tough. All right, see if you can get number one. 
Uh, it's Vegas. It is. It you is got, Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Barbashev, Eichel, Marcheseau, Theodore. No, not Theodore. Uh, is that McNabb, number I think three? I it's McNabb, yeah. And then Petrangelo. And then is that Aiden Hill at 33? Yep. Nice. All right, try number two. Ooh. Uh, For those of you guys I listening at know. home. The the line the lines are so the left winger is sixty three the center is eighteen the right winger is eighty eight the left defenseman is forty eight the right defenseman is seventy three and his initials are C M and the goalie is thirty five. I honestly don't know. This one has me stumped. Well, let's say I don't even know what it is. if I gave you eighty eight was D P for his initials. I'm pretty sure. I guess I need to check my answer sheet to make sure that's right, but I'm pretty sure I know know this team. No, with the only 88 I can really think of off the top of my head is like Patrick Kane. Like okay. it's not even. So what if I told you 63 was BM? No, that's dude, I'm totally stumped. All right. Yeah, the numbers are tough for me. Right. It's the Boston Bruins. Brad Marchand, David Pasternak. Oh, that's why. Char- Charlie McCoy. <laughs> or is that, there we go. Not Charlie McCoy. Charlie McAvoy. McCoy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, I don't... <laughs> like I'm so used to seeing uh, Bergeron's number in the center there. Yeah, right. Totally eight, off, like seeing 18. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, that's Poitras, right? So that's version one of the game. That's first intermission. Second intermission is the same sort of thing. So I'm going to give you the screen again, except instead of jersey numbers, I have NHL ratings, like NHL 24 ratings. Mm-hmm. So, and this first team is not going to be Vegas again because it's completely random. So I, gotcha. I give you the the ratings, and this is a lot harder for me. I have no idea. Uh, so the ratings. Yeah, this is tough. Left winger is an 86, center is an 88, right winger is an 87, defensemen are 88, 87, goalies a 92. So the goalie is really good. And then over here on the side is like the overall rating. So you can see the team offense is an 86. Team defense is a 94 and team goalie is a 93. Yeah, this one's way harder. I have no idea. I will say, so for this one, whenever they answer it, I did break it down into divisions. Uh, And let me pull up my answer key and I'll be able to tell you the division and maybe that will make it easier for us if I can find the answer. Okay, so that is the uh the metropolitan i believe okay uh dang who's all in the metro we got oh is that no so in order Hmm. of their points right now it's the rangers the hurricanes the flyers the capitals the islanders the penguins the devils and the blue jackets so who's got the best goalie (laughs) according to i guess actually not yeah, I wouldn't be the best goalie. Well, I'm I'm leaning towards the Islanders just because they don't have a whole lot of offense, and they got at least some defense, and they have one of the best goalies in the league. Yep, that's exactly who it is. This is the Islanders. <laughs> so, so I guess the division helps on that. Yes, which <laughs> helps narrow down something. Yeah, which it does. So I have that labeled down on. Here's a go ahead. Let's try number two. So a 94 left winger. 92 center, 87 right winger, 
92 and 88 defenseman and an 86 goalie. Uh, and I will say Where's- McDavid is the highest rated player at a 97, I think. Gotcha. Is this still in the Metro? This is. No, this is the Atlantic. Atlantic. Who's best player? Oh, uh, hmm. I was about to, I was about to say Tampa, but I'm like that goalie stat's too low, right? Ooh, who else is in the Atlantic? <laughs> Boston, the Panthers, Red Wings. You got Lightning, Maple Leafs, Sabers, Canadians, Senators. Oof. I'm, I'm thinking Senators, but I'm not real sure it about is that. Not the Senators. It's yeah. the Panthers. 94 is Matthew Kachuk. Oh, I always forget that he's on that team <laughs> yeah. now. I'm like, keep doing that. I was thinking Sam Reinhart. I was like, he's not a 94. Right? <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, and that's I did it like based on like their top players. So I know we like right. we just went over Florida starting lineup of Evan Rodriguez starting in the at the left, uh, and so and they was they're weird. I mean, they like gave like super high ratings to people like who haven't played a game all year, <laughs> like, or is just I don't know. The ratings are always weird in NHL. They're not very good. So that that's no. a really hard one to do. All right. So, so, the, no, but still fun. Yeah. They're doing that. And what I'm doing is it's a dollar entry to participate in that little intermission game. And whoever gets the most right takes all the money. So, it should be fun. Gotcha. Honestly, it sounds like a uh, fun to do that kind of like, uh, like trivia night. Like if you had like a little small group, right. if you could do that, yeah. that would be a lot of fun. All right. Let's, uh, go ahead and have you do the, the seven games segment and see how much. How better, much better words English we're going to get here. <laughs> so, so far, uh, our all the other past people who have done this has our Blues record at 32-16-1. So we're killing it right now. Uh, and I will say, as of like today, today, the Blues record that we have that compared to the current is actually pretty close. I think we're like two games off. Which is pretty nice. Not too shabby. Yeah. So if we get to the point here where we think they're 32, 16, and 1, and we're two games off, I'm going to be pretty happy. <laughs> but yeah. who knows how that works. <laughs> All right, so your first game is Saturday, February 10th at Buffalo. And then we also, it's a back-to-back. On Sunday, we have another game. So against Montreal. So how do you think we do against Buffalo on Saturday? It's also, we probably should mention, it's after a long break, which we assumed was the All-Star break. So we did we played January 30th, and now we don't play till February 10th. Uh, I think... I'm thinking they'll probably lose against Buffalo. But my second team is Buffalo. I really like Buffalo. <laughs> They're fun to watch. They're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. All right. So we're losing to Buffalo on Saturday, Sunday, February 11th. We are then at Montreal. Yeah, I think we'll be Montreal. Yeah. You can't handle it, Jake Allen. That's right. Trader. Although I got to say, I bought NHL 24 finally. Uh, and mm-hmm. I like to play franchise mode on it. And my, the Blues were <laughs> we were so bad. I think we got like the... <laughs> 
though I think we could have got the number one pick, but we lost the lottery and got like the third pick. Uh, but the finals, Typical. yeah, the finals for the very first season was Montreal against Chicago, and Montreal won. I'm like, it just shows what? you how much of a shit game this what? is that you got two teams that aren't even going to make the playoffs in real life, and you think that they're going to be like playoff teams or you're, you're gonna Dude, every time i <laughs> every time i play franchise mode and i try to tank they make the playoffs right? <laughs> it's so frustrating <laughs> so well, i had jordan Cairo demand a trade first season because we kept losing games and he wasn't scoring he was being a little girl uh but i mm, held on to him a little ladies blouse yeah so it was <laughs> team's getting better we're getting there all right Tuesday, February 13th, we are at Toronto. Uh, I think we can take Toronto. They're kind of a head case team. So you're going to win against the Maple Leafs? Yeah, we'll go win with against the Maple Leafs. Win against the Maple Leafs. We're going to score three goals on their fourth line with Ryan Reeves on the ice. Yep. So there we go. No doubt. <laughs> All right. Two days later, <laughs> Thursday... February 15th, we start a four-game homestand against Edmonton. McDavid and company. Uh, McDavid and bad goalies come to town. <laughs> yep. Historically, we're pretty good against McDavid. I'll say that's a win. That's a win. I think we're one of the teams he's scored the least on. <laughs> that's kind of nice. I, I like that stat. <laughs> All right. Saturday, February 17th, we are home against Nashville. Do we get our revenge? We've probably already played them since then, but I don't know. Uh, I'll go with loss. I feel like every time we play Nashville, we just don't play well. Kick our butts again. Eight to three. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Monday, February 19th, Toronto comes to us. So we just beat them last Tuesday. Now Monday. Uh, shoot, let's go with the series sweep. Oh. I'll say we'll win against Toronto. Eating. We'll go undefeated. Toronto. <clears throat> All right. And then last game for you is Thursday, February 22nd versus the Islanders. Oof. Right now you have us at four and two for the, your seven games here. I'll say a loss. a loss. Every time we get into a defensive matchup, it doesn't go well. <laughs> All right. So four and three in your games, which puts us at 36, 19 and one. That's still a good record. I'm still, That's <laughs> still, I'm still happy with that. So I'll, I'll yeah. take it. I'm just, I can't. It's weird to me how, like, how many wins and losses that we have because no one's come out here and said like we're going to win all seven games, like as we do this. But somehow our wins keep climbing, and I don't feel like our losses are climbing as much. Maybe I just suck at math and I'm not adding it correctly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One more thing for you before we get you out of here. Uh, for 5% of my profits, which might actually, maybe I'm going to make a crap ton of money on Tuesday, even though nobody is paying me for anything except the raffle ticket, I guess. Uh, but for 5% of my profits, you need to give me a final record for what you think the Blues will have this year. 
Uh, and if we make the playoffs, how far in playoffs do you think we go? If we lose or if we don't make the playoffs, what pick in the draft do you think we get? Uh, I think we'll make the playoffs, and I think we'll we'll end up with forty four wins. Okay, so forty four. How many losses Probably and overtime like, losses you thinking? I'm thinking like eight overtime losses, and then however that math works out. So, so 30. 20. 20. Right? 40, 50, 60. No, you were right, 30. All right. All right, so that's 88. So 96 points. I'd say that gets you probably one of those wild card spots for playoffs. All right, for all sure. Right. Uh, how far into playoffs are we making? Uh, I'll say we'll get second round. Okay. Lose second round? Yeah, we got bounce in the second. All right. You're going to be... A... But only because of how lopsided the standings are right now. Right. <laughs> with the West. Uh, I don't know. There's always been, like, in the past years, I'm like, well, maybe we'll get the second wild card, and we'll get to go... We'll get to go west and be in the Pacific, and that that's easier. It's easier to play in the Pacific. And now it's like no, I don't I don't good. know where I want to be. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Right. I don't want to play Colorado or Dallas, and I don't want to play Vegas or Vancouver. So. <laughs> Whoever's injured going into the playoffs is who I want right. to play. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else for us today? I think that about covers it. All right. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I appreciate you being flexible with, you know, having to come on twice and almost come on two weeks ago. <laughs> and it's been great. So thank you so much. Uh, and besides that, Anytime. go ahead, give me a big let's go blues and we'll get out of here. All right. Let's go blues. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs>